welcome to the Ultimate Irish Playlist, the podcast. This is episode two. I'm Tracy Clifford, and we continue to search for the nation's ultimate song, Ireland's favourite song, in other words. So, where did we start? Well, we asked two FM DJs to put together a shortlist of just 60 songs for you to pick from, which wasn't an easy choice. And in this second episode, I'm going to talk to more of the 2FM gang about their standout tracks. Welcome, Laura Fox. Hello. Hello. Have you got your tunes ready to go? I have got my tunes ready to go and I'm ready to fight for them. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. And Connor Bean, you're also here too. How are you feeling about this? I'm feeling good. I don't know if I'm ready to fight. Let's have a conversation, <laughs> question mark. But yes, exciting. We to might be here. have to fight like our dads. True, but yeah, we might as, have well, to do that. as well. As <laughs> well. Uh, Dave Fanning, you are here. So is Cormac Battle. You have got um, tunes that you definitely want to see on this list. Looking forward to your encyclopedic knowledge mm. about uh, the Irish music industry and also with the facts. That's what I love having you guys on this podcast. Right, let's go to Connor. Yes. Right, two tracks. Track number one, what are you going to fight for today? I want to put in the can an amazing track from a loco. The time is now. Obviously, yeah. Roshi Murphy, that was the project we got to know her on. It was a dance music duo and then she's had an amazing solo career since and I feel like even though that was the Maloko era it sums up Roshi as an artist too like that kind of it's dance music it's a little bit avant-garde but it still catches like a mainstream audience and it's backed up by an amazing performance which if you've ever seen her live she is in a world of her own even if she's doing a set list where it's the songs you don't know you're like this is still the best thing I've ever seen so it's one of those songs too like obviously Sing It Back was a big club anthem and had a crossover impact when it was remixed and became a chart hit but this was just as big as well and it's a song that like 22 years later still sounds so fresh and modern like I think it sums up the power of her voice as well like she's able to sing the hell out of songs in all kinds of ways like she delivers tracks with such verve and I think this is a great example of that is this the best Roisin Murphy slash Maloko track to stick on the playlist I think it is I love Sing It Back but because the version we know is a remix Time Is Now feels more like them and feels like they didn't have to compromise too much but they still have this crossover moment and you know Roshi Murphy as a solo artist has always struggled with am I a pop star or am I avant-garde and I I think that sort of contrast is actually where the fun is that she's a bit of both she's incredibly visually appealing and entertaining but also she's not gonna just do what you expect of her and I think Time Is Now is a nice reminder of that Did you guys play that on the radio in 2FM? Was yeah. it a radio hit? Oh it's a great song uh, Am I a pop star? Star or am I avant-garde? I avant-garde a clue. Um, <laughs> yeah. no, she's brilliant. I mean, like her, that early stuff by her is, is just amazing. What was the thing called? Do you like my pink sweater? Or something? Yeah, it was the. How do you like my tight sweater? That's yeah, it, something like that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we played it all the time. Loved it. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely, should be on the list. I think so. Too. Imagine hearing the orchestra with that. And as you say, performer. I mean, bizarre. She's a queen, isn't she? Well, she's just completely different to anybody else I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, uh, she was also nominated for an Orchie Choice Music Prize for her last album. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't win it that year. I just think that she's a little bit underrated in Ireland. Do you think that our, our listeners will definitely vote for well, her? She, for the is vote? she is out there. Yeah, I think a lot is. of people don't realise that she's Irish. Or yeah. Maloko was Irish. I think when Maloko Wicklow. came out. I certainly yeah. didn't realise. Yeah. When Maloko came out with their stuff um, back when they did, I wasn't aware that they're Irish. I think they were probably based in Britain at the time. She, she, was. she is. Yeah. Yeah. She, she yeah. is, yeah. But, but it's kind moves, of one of those... Yeah, she's one of those... Okay, as a oh, kid. So she has... Ago, a bit, yeah. uh, when you hear her talk, she's this amazing accent that is like Arklow and Manchester all at once. And I love yeah. seeing her interviews where I'm like, I can hear you sound like my cousin there and then you sound like my friend from Manchester a second <laughs> later. So I think maybe that's part of it too. She does yeah, there's have a bit of a so, Yeah, because I, I wasn't... I. I thought they were a UK act, Maloko, yeah. when they came out for a long time until I realised that Roshi Murphy was actually Irish. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree wholeheartedly in terms of dance music and, you know, getting people out on the floor it is a one that should be there. You she know, definitely it's not just is one the most stylish Ireland. one. Yeah, yeah. That's true. It was the fashion I, I, award. She would have won it <laughs> yeah. months ago. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, this this could be uh, and shame again. <laughs> this could be a big tune on a, dan- a dance floor anywhere around the world, not mm-hmm. just Ireland. I agree. I love Maloko. I love Roisin Murphy. She is my queen. I kind of fangirl her a lot. I I absolutely have to say I agree with you 100% to stick Maloko. The time is now and there. Yeah. Also, do you know what? I think Roisin Murphy, we were kind of saying, that, oh, you, you wouldn't realise she's Irish. I think it's great that she expands the idea of what an Irish performer a musician can look like because she isn't necessarily in a band she's not necessarily a pop star but she still has I think at her core her kind of eccentric do what I want side is actually very Irish trait in its own way and so sometimes I see Roshan I go that's a version of Irishness I can get on board with yeah, you know yeah a cool Irishness isn't it that's what you're kind of yeah. saying I can't dress like that but maybe yeah. I could act like that who I can you can give it a go <laughs> okay tell us anybody else that you see on that list that you would fight for Connor. It's not maybe as cool, but as pop moments go, I think the chorus Breathless deserves a spot on the list. I mean, they'd had this amazing run the tail in the 90s, really breaking through in the UK and around the world. And by the time Breathless came around, working with Mutt Lang and Def Leppard to create this like kind of pop rock Irish music combination that is probably cheesy as hell to some but when you hear it now it just it's such a well-structured and fun pop song and i love how it blends all the, it's like peak chorus it's like they went let's take what we do and put it onto steroids and it's just such a rousing like absolute banger of a song i just think it's the chorus that they're like absolute pop power like huge peak. europe weren't they yeah Absolutely and america huge. as well and france and everything they were yeah. massive and mott lang is he produced that yeah. who he, is he like produces acdc albums. yeah and shania twain and all these big like he's been behind huge huge songs so i think it's kind of amazing that he was like and now i'm gonna do the chorus because they were that's how big they were at the time yeah they were a phenomenon weren't they Dave did you love the chorus <laughs> I thought they were very good at what they did I, lo- I love them as people I tell you funny thing is biggest selling album of the 21st century is 21 by Adele mm-hmm. and um, it became so successful that the previous album went right up to the charts as well called 19 and there were one and two on the charts for about three months like it was a phenomenon never happened before except once and you think Elvis the Beatles the chorus Ten years before that, the chorus had the exact same thing. Biggest selling band in Britain, for instance, in 99 or something. They had album number one and two in the charts and all that. They were just absolutely huge. And they hit the nerve. And great. Should they be on this list? Ireland's ultimate playlist? Of course. Okay, we're going to go with Breathless. Okay. Then. All yeah. right. Yeah. Laura. Hey. What have you got for us? I'm going... You're going to school us on some tunes. Oh, well, I'm going full on cheese. And something that I think just really reminds me of my childhood and right up to my teens and stuff, it's Bewitched, Say La Vie. There you go. It's the second that that... Oh, and you just get so giddy and I'm even getting excited right now about the thoughts of it, about any time that you would be at... And I mean, going back as far as like small birthday parties to then going to your first disco to then it being played in nightclubs to then more recently it being on Rebel Wilson's movie that landed or on Netflix. Harry Star- opening up his stadium tours with this exactly you know it's just that it's one of those songs that I think has global sensation and should it I don't know like necessarily (laughs) if it came out now you'd be going really but it just it's stuck to people's like psyche and just a bit of their spirit and yeah I loved bits it's a so it's a nostalgia song for you rather than a musically fabulous song it's a nostalgia song for me, yes. And yeah, I think that could probably be the right term. But if I was to be putting on a playlist and listening start to finish, do I necessarily want musically fabulous songs <laughs> the entire way through? No, I want something that I'm going to go, ah! 
And this is what that does. Cormac, do you understand the hysteria <laughs> and the hype and the love for Bewitched? I do understand it because, you know, it was all about fashion thing as well. As I remember in the video, they were, you know, they're wearing the... Uh, double the denim. Kind of, and the buffalo kind of yeah. shoes. Yeah. And yes. And, uh, the, yes, the whole double denim vibe. You look like me, dad, and all that kind yeah. of... Isn't that, isn't that the line Well, to be song? fair, double denim really flies into FM. I mean. What do you like? <laughs> and it's back, you know, and this song's fairly old at this stage, but the whole double denim thing is back. So they were obviously onto something at the time. And yeah, it's a throwaway pop song. And some things we throw away um, are meant to be good and I guess this is one of those things. I am. Um, do you ever listen to the, the vocalist? I think it's either Edel or Kiwi and they're Shane Lynch's sisters yeah. from Boyzone. Yeah. I think she has the same tone as Susanna Hoffs from the Bangles. Like that kind of same vocal, like yeah. Eternal Flame singer. You, she's a really good singer. Roller Coaster, the second single had, you could kind of hear the, like that, the way they sung those choruses. Like they were kind of in a way the Irish Spice Girls. They came out in 1999 that was just after the Spice Girls had kind of shaking up pop music and brought back this kind of bubblegum feel at the tail end of the 90s and actually when you look at it now Say La Vie and Wannabe are kind of sister songs they're like silly and flimsy but also they have stuck like glue with people who grew up with them and like they unlock something very primal in people's heads now whereas like they had other songs that were a bit like maybe better written and better pop songs but this one is just it's also it's the kind of Irishness of it is so over the top and mad that it became a hit in other countries it's so funny because I'm like no we do not all jig around or our friends kitchens and double down <laughs> <laughs> Laura, what else have you chosen today? Uh, I went a little bit newer and for me this is just one of these songs that just really excited me in the last couple of years. It is Belters Only and I love absolutely everything they're doing but the fact that okay, Maniac 2000 is on this list as well and I mean that incites something huge in everyone. I think that this is that on steroids and I also <laughs> think that it is a phenomenal song that 20 years from now we're not forgetting. Okay, well, that's good because Maniac 2000, that was the first Irish dance hit. And then 22 years later, Belters Only Now are the first Irish dance music number one for this year as well. With And in the UK and Ireland, like it was massive. Yeah, it's huge. But Make Me Feel Good, I mean, seeing it live at festivals this year, uh, obviously seeing other DJs play, but seeing Belters Only play it themselves and the reaction they got to it was just, it was unbelievable. I just, I really think it's going to live on with us forever. Uh, Connor and I always sing this song together, like, make me feel good, make me feel nice, <laughs> all through the night. <laughs> Ultimate Irish. I love Listen that. It's, all it's true. an Irish vocalist and she's jazzy and she sounds amazing. I'm like, I love that she kind of kept her Irishness in the song as she's like literally belting out this brilliant dance track that sound, that sits with like the rest of the dance pop stuff of the last years. Dave, how do you feel about Belters Only dance music, well, Mark McKay? Like, you know, when you're in the gym. The, Did you? Um, uh, what do you call it? Electric, Electric picnic. picnic. They were in Rankin's Water, one of the tents. Huge I only saw about tent. 15 minutes. Huge. Huge tent. They went down really well. I enjoyed the 15 minutes I stayed there, but I wouldn't have wanted to stay a half an hour. Okay. It's not my kind of music. It's not my thing. And in the same way as Manic 2000 or whatever it was called at the time, or Maniac 2000, which, by the way, was um, a cover. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was. It, it, so it wasn't an original. It was no. just ramped up and made different. I mean, that kind of music just doesn't really do it for me at all. I don't see necessarily that it's something I would put in any ultimate playlist, but at a gig, different thing. But since we're not talking gigs, I'd say no to either one of them. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. What would you say yes to, though? Uh, yes to well I mean like I suppose that might as well go since nobody's going to like a classic era necessarily so the one I would say is Thin Lizzy sure oh. why not I mean of course well it wouldn't even be my favourite Thin Lizzy song possibly but it did something like 
Lizzie had these albums, and then they were going to be really big after what do you call a whiskey in the jar, which was a pretty dodgy thing. Frankly. Well, that was a B side, wasn't it? it well, wasn't it was, meant yeah, to, but wasn't then it was A side and Top of the Pops, and yeah. suddenly they were, yeah. finally made it. Then they brought out two albums, nothing. They were gone. So which and song then, are you going for? Then they brought out this. I bring, I go, go for Boys Back in Town. I mean, even like when ten years later they used it again in. Um, for the second Toy Story movie, for the <laughs> toys are back in town and all that kind of thing. It was kind of funny. So it got a new life. The, the, the Jailbreak album was good too and there was something about Lizzie. They were ready to take on the world and funny enough, as punk happened, they did and they were the only rock band, old-fashioned rock band, to be allowed in the door of punk and they all loved them. And there was something about that towards the end of the 70s that I really liked. So why not? Definitely, I totally agree. Everybody else, yeah? Yeah, yeah definitely. Thank you so much for your suggestions. We've got a golden envelope as given to us by the podcast producers right now. I'm going to open it up and it's a song that they have chosen for us to discuss. I'm going to open it now. And we have Aslan and Crazy World from the 80s. Um, I think this song lately has 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 forged a new meaning especially around the war in Ukraine and um, things that happened around the time of the pandemic the song was used as a soundtrack to those like awful pictures that you would see coming over um, from the Ukraine I just think this song is absolutely brilliant written by um, Christy Dignam about his daughter when she was born it's a gorgeous song I think it is a, an Irish anthem in a way um, is it the best Aslan song I'm not sure I think this is is probably my favourite one but I think this, would, uh, for a popular Aslan song, should go into the list. What about you guys? Cormac? Well, I think if anyone's going to talk about Aslan, Crazy World is the song that ev- the man on the street who doesn't care about music or listens to music or anything at all, if you say Aslan, they'll say Crazy World. And so this is the song that absolutely represents yeah, them. Yeah, there's and no as other you say, song in here that kind of, um, you know, uh, kind of rock for the deaf. Have you ever seen him doing it? It's like, how can I oh, protect yeah. you from this crazy world? Yeah, there's a dance that goes <laughs> along with it as well, which is rather cute. Uh, the Christy Hope does. Hope you all see that at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thankfully not. You we, can imagine. We were the only ones who got to witness that. <laughs> but um, yeah, and it, it is, you know, this is, to me, is probably, you know, a, a better song. But if you're going to represent Aslan in a list like this, I think Crazy World is the song to go for. It's one of those tracks yeah. as well that truly like, kind of goes across generations. Like you could put that on and you're like, wait a minute, everybody knows and kind of loves this, even if they act like they don't. It has got, it's a very Irish in that regard. And it's also like a song I think it would be hard to explain to people outside of Ireland in a good way. It feels very much tied to like a sense of Irishness and it makes me think of Dublin as well in a great way. I love that you say that though, that you, I think it stands to everybody because the lyrics of it are so strong mm. and, and you can apply it to any situation exactly like you said, like the war in Ukraine, but even if you bring it back to the pandemic and looking after people's mental health, it really started to hit home when you actually start to listen to everything that goes on in it. But yeah, yeah it is, it's iconic, cross-generational and it deserves a place on the list. 40 years old, uh, Aslan are 40 years old. Think this track stands the test of time, Dave? Ah, yeah, well, I mean, look, hold on. We're looking at Ireland's ultimate playlist. Yes. Aslan have to be in there. Put that one in. I might go for the other one that you mentioned as well. This is and all that. But there you go. Yeah. Okay. Let's stick it in. Aslan, crazy world. Guys, thank you so much to Laura, to Connor, to Cormac and to Dave for this second episode of Ireland's Ultimate Playlist. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you.